Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast. Join me right now on Kumite Radio is Joshua Kulabau, Hex Fight Series featherweight champ. What's going on, Joshua? Not bad, not bad. Everything's going good. Good, man. Uh, I want to go back to... Uh, a key or pivotal moment in your career, which was Hex Fight Series 7. You came into the fight as a big, big underdog. You won the title in the fifth round via TKO. Going through all of that and then having the belt wrapped around your waist, how much did you prove to yourself? Uh, it was uh, definitely a big, uh, a big achievement. And it, um, yeah, it boosted my confidence because Going into that fight, I was talking to my coaches and I was talking to Suma and I was talking to Igor and I didn't feel confident in, in taking that fight, thinking I was just going to be um, another stepping stone for, for Rafael. But, um, you know, I just put my head down, trained hard for that fight and that's where I am now. You know, I've, I've, I've fought and beat that guy and then I defended the title against another top top. Uh, top competitor as well. So I've just, every single time I've just proven, you know, that confidence can, can get you past. You mentioned that you defended it the next show. That was about, that was more than a year and a half ago. What's going on with the Hex title? Um, to be honest, I, I've been looking for an opponent. I've really wanted to fight for Hex again. Like I love that show. It's, it's probably one of the best promotions in Australia, if not the best promotion in Australia, um, just things aren't working out and it's kind of hard to find a, a legitimate opponent. I think that's just it. It's, it's, really up to, it's really up to them, but I'd love to fight for them again. Are people dodging you? Are they ducking you? Is that what's going on? They don't want to accept yeah. fights? <laughs> I don't I don't know if, if, if I'm that scary dude. I'm not that guy with that one punch knockout power or that sort of brutal submission game where I'm breaking people's arms and breaking people's legs. It's I don't think I'm that sort of person, but I think a lot with Australian MMA is that um a lot of guys are just trying to take the easier fights, trying to trying to pad the record and, and sort of um get to the UFC without having to go through any of the challenges with or without having to fight any of the top dudes. And when you do make it to the UFC, you're going to have to fight these top dudes. And if you haven't been tested before, then you're definitely going to be chucked straight into the deep end. And you're not going to, you're not going to survive in, in the UFC for long. If you're, if you're just padding your record now, like outside of the UFC or any other big promotion. The last time we saw you in the cage was at UFN 13, almost a year ago. Why yep. have you had such a long layoff? Um, it's just the same thing. It's um, I've uh, I've wanted to to fight. I've been been looking for people to fight, but you know, some people just be turning down fights and just 
just the way it's been planned out. Uh, I've been looking to, to get some fights, but just hasn't happened my way. And I've been training. I've been, I've been doing everything still. Been, you know, I haven't stopped training, but it just hasn't gone my way. Fights just haven't, haven't popped up for me. Have you been, uh, you just mentioned that you've been training. Um, have you been focusing on anything in particular while you've been on this layoff? Um, yeah, we, we, we're always trying to upskill in, in like certain areas where I don't usually would practice in a fight camp. So like stuff that I wouldn't normally do in a fight camp. So with a fight camp, I'd, I'd train something specific or something that I'm already already using and just sharpening the tools where when I'm out of a fight camp, I practice things that I would never would never use in a fight or would never think to use in a fight. And also like some sort of game plans and just having fun with my training because with fight camps, it just gets so like mindless, you know, it's mindless training and you just want to have some fun sometimes and, and muck around in the gym. So when I'm not having to get ready for a fight, I get to play around, try different techniques, different techniques, different game plans. So that's basically it. Just upskilling, but I'm just trying to have fun with my training. DFC seven, the featherweight title is on the line. You're facing Rodolfo Marquez. How was this match matchup put together? Um, this is a, a fight that I've actually really, really, really wanted because I've I've known Rodolfo for a long time. Like I've watched his fights. He's he's had I think close to 30, 36 fights or thirty seven fights or something like that. So he's he's got five times the experience that I has that I have. He's got ten losses. I've only have six fights. So he has more losses than I have fights. Um, he's a guy that I, I really um, respect, and um, I, you know I'm just motivated for the challenges that he's going to bring. And the way it came about was just I wanted that fight, and I, I was just talking to Suman. I was talking to my coaches. Let's let's try to get a fight, a big name fight, and his name popped up, and I was like, let's do it. And that's the way it happened. It seems like you consider him the biggest test of your young career. Is that true? Um, I think every um, every fight to date, like your your next fight is always going to be your biggest fight because you're only as good as your your last performance. And my last performance, to be honest, wasn't wasn't the best performance. So this this fight coming up now, I've I've really got a lot to prove, not just to everyone else, but to to prove to myself that um. You know, I'm I'm the top the top guy in Australia, and I I want to prove it to everyone, just so there's no more no more bickering of like, oh, who's the top featherweight? You know, who's the top guy in Australia that should be next in line to fight for one of these big promotions? I feel like I'm that guy after I beat Adolfo. I feel like I'm the number one guy that should be fighting for these um these big promotions. How has training camp been? It's it's been really good actually. It's uh. It's been a long camp. Like I've been getting ready for well, how many weeks are we out now? We're three weeks. Probably like fourteen weeks. This this thing, this this time around, this fight camp has been fourteen weeks since yeah, end of mid August or end of August we started. And um, yeah, it's 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 going good. I'm just happy and excited that the fight camp's coming to an end. Only two weeks left to like till it's fight week, and then. We tape it down and be able to have some fun in that cage. You split your time at Igor MMA and Australian Top Team. Can you talk about the advantages of having these two gyms to train at? 
Okay, so first of all, my head coach Igor, he's um he's he's my head coach. He he sets out the game plan. He sets out my my training structure. He sets out uh, a lot of different things for me. Um, with the boys at the ATT, the Australian top team, they sort of they give me the bodies that I need. They they Australian top team is just a, a room full of killers that I get to test everything out on. And if it doesn't work, then I know it's not going to work in the fight. So I train with these guys and I get an insight in their minds as well. But not only that, I get an insight of my head coach's mind. Like he, um, he sets everything out, gives me a game plan, gives me a set of techniques to practice. We'll drill it throughout the week. I'll head to the Australian top team, try to do it on those boys and see what works and what doesn't work. But, it, the advantage is I have all the, the talent in the Australian top team and then I have my head coach who's sort of the brains of, of everything. Like, without him, everything just falls apart for me. Marquez, he's been fighting professionally for 10 years. He has a total of, like you mentioned earlier, 36 fights. He's fought high-level competition. But with that said, do you believe he is the most dangerous right now or do you think he has lost a step with his kind of, you know, recent record uh w w with a guy like that that's that's had that many fights you you can't overlook someone because he's he's um he's fought a lot of good names and he's he's come out on top against a lot of those good names as well so um i can't overlook him he's definitely he's definitely the the, the tough toughest test in regards to experience but i don't think athletically or or technically he's he's the the most dangerous opponent that I've fought up to date. People always talk about, you know, Marquez being such a great grappler. What aspect of your game do you feel shines the most? Um, being able to adapt mid-fight. I think um, if one thing isn't working for me, I, I can sort of realize that it isn't working for me and I can switch to another game plan or just yeah just being observant in the fight sort of being able to read what's going well what's working what isn't working so like let's say if a certain game plan for me isn't working i can start to switch and be like mid fight mid mid first round or end of first round i've realized that one certain technique isn't working let's not use it anymore let's let's try something else so i think that's my uh biggest biggest advantage how do you see the title fight going down on November 10th? Uh, um, I've envisioned a lot of different ways, you know, both good and bad. But um, in my mind, I, I, I don't see this going five rounds. Um, I feel like this whole training camp has led to, to me sort of getting him out there early. But if not, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to be ready. I'm always ready to go five rounds if, if need be. But... I don't think this one's going past past the second round. Do you take your career fight by fight, or do you have a set plan for your future? Um, I've definitely got a set plan. Like I was uh, just talking to Tyson Pedro the other day, and um, he said, "Josh, write down your goals. Write it down. Have it on a wall. Look at it. Read it every day." And um, I sort of have that. Um, I've written it down. Um, I, I, I think to myself about it every day and, uh, but I do go from fight to fight. I don't sort of overlook anyone that I've fought. I, I focus solely on that one fight and then 
when the next fight comes, I focus solely on that fight. But I do have a, I do look at a bigger picture at the end of the day. All right, Diamondback Fighting Championship 7, November 10th in Adelaide. The main event, Joshua Kulabau will face Rodolfo Marquez for the featherweight title. It's going to be a huge opportunity for you, Joshua, and yep. a big test. Even, I think, on the other side, too. You're a test for him to see if he can hang with the young generation. <laughs> it, it, in my mind, it's, it's, it's my time now. He, he's sort of had his time. Um, He's, he's had his time to, to shine and try to make it to those big organizations and he hasn't had, he hasn't had the opportunity to make it. So now it's my time. So he's not taking me, taking away from me. All right, Joshua. Thanks for your time, man. No worries. No worries. Thank you.